All right, Audacity is started. What's up? What's going on, guys? What have y'all been doing? Haven't talked to you in a while. It's been a, yeah, I did the rant episode, I guess, um, last week. That was good. Short, but sweet. Um, I did not record any video of that, which I'm doing tonight. So, yeah, the rant episode. That was probably the last thing that you've heard from me. I've been uh, kind of recycling some episodes. Um, why am I doing that? I'm doing, I'm spinning this thing around. It's making noise on the table. So, um, God, I don't even know what to do. I haven't done one of these guys in a long time. Man, I had to drink some water. So, the Keto Dojo, you know, it's over there on Facebook. The Keto Dojo. Get on over there. We're at uh, 420 members. I was over there at uh, Craft Conundrum tonight with uh, Karen. And we were talking about the craft, uh, or not talking about the craft, talk, talking about the uh, Keto Dojo. We're at 420 members. And yeah, I you know, I'm thinking about changing the thing up a little bit because I like the Keto diet, but I also like uh, the carnivore diet. I also like the... Uh, I like the vegan diet. I like uh, paleo. I like Whole30. There's a lot of different things out there that I like, and I want to try and compile and put all these things into one um, thing. Why am I clicking this pen? It's making all kind of noise on the on the mic, I'm sure. But I want to... I don't know. I just think that all these things... They're, oh, this fucking chair. God damn it. It's, this, it's the rug underneath that fucks with this chair. It's hard to kind of get it going. But all these different diets, I feel like, I don't know. We're just, we're kind of, we're kind of all the same, but we're kind of all biologically different. So if you're trying to put one thing onto everybody, onto everyone as far as a diet as far as a lifestyle as far as anything anything that we try and do in our lives we are all biologically different even though we look the same we kind of talk the same we kind of have similar you know hair and and body styles and uh we kind of look like a male and a female whatever we're still all kind of biologically different we're we are all different people different beings, different uh, entities, whatever. And not one shoe fits all, not one size fits all, not one diet fits all. So, you know, to have a page out here that just says the Keto Dojo, it's just one thing, it's just one entity. I just, um, at this point, I'm not sure if I feel like that is the best thing. I feel like, you know, I, Maybe I should just have a um, a diet webpage, just diet.com or diet uh, dojo, and not really pigeon pigeonhole myself into a keto dojo, if that makes sense. Because keto is not going to work for everyone. It's not. 
is not going to work for everyone. Everybody is different. Everybody has different hormones. Everybody has different uh, chemical makeups. Everybody has different uh, lifestyles. Everybody has different uh, genomes, has different um, genetics. Um, I don't know. So what I'm saying is uh, get on over there to the Keto Dojo right now, but there may be something different coming here in the near future because I just don't feel like I feel like there's more out there that I can offer and I want to uh, Karen and I want to try and do something different and reach more people and get out there to a broader scope if that makes sense so but right now you can go to the Keto Dojo it's on Facebook Facebook is still a thing <laughs> You can also go to lulu.com, and as a matter of fact, uh, I just got a great birthday gift um, here in the past couple of days. It's a, it's a journal. I didn't bring it up here. It's downstairs. I'm not going down to get it because I'd have to pause the uh, thing to go down to get it, but um, I'll try and put a picture of it in the show notes, <clears throat> or not in the show notes. I'll put a picture, kind of interject it into the video that I'm going to produce for the, uh, for the YouTube, so, but... Somebody bought me a, a, a very nice journal that I can start writing down some ideas on. You know, I have a I have a book here. I have another one. I don't even know where the other one went. It's gone somewhere. It was right here. I had had a book on this side and a book on this side, but oh, it's over there. I see it. <laughs> it's on the other side of the desk. Um, but anyway, you know, some nice books, and I, I jotted down a lot of uh, ideas and notes and stuff, but. I got a, a journal the other day from from someone that uh, you know it's very nice, very sweet. I love it. It's fantastic. It's a it's a nice uh, leather bound journal. It's got my initials carved into it, and um, I'm looking forward to writing down some good ideas in there and maybe uh, starting a some more, some ideas for a, a book, maybe possibly. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. <clears throat> Man. My mouth is very dry right now for some reason. I'm drinking some water. Here's to you. Alright, so let's see what I got written down here. It is uh, my birthday weekend. You know, I haven't done a show in a while. I did, I did the rant episode last week. Um, because... Uh, Slayton thought it would be a good idea, so I did that. As a matter of fact, Slayton Johnson, uh, let's look that up. Let's, I, I got a card right here. I don't know if you can see it. I'll try and hold it still. So, tnriverraft at gmail.com. Um, I just told a couple, couple people about it tonight, as a matter of fact, while I was out and about. But uh, Slayton Johnson does a... In a uh, Slayton Johnson does a does an in right. Slayton Johnson does an underground river rafting operation up there in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's at tnriverraft.gmail.com. Email Slayton. Let him know that you're going to be in town and that you want to do some river rafting, and he will hook you up when you come into town. It's a donation only. He likes to try and get $100 per 
donation per boat, but it's negotiable. You know, talk it up if you if you're destitute and you're and you don't have a lot of money and you really need to work a deal out with someone, but you really want to have a great experience at the same time. You know, just talk to Slayton. I'm sure he's going to hook you up. He's going to he's going to accommodate you. He's going to do whatever he can to try and make sure that you're going to have a fantastic time and that it's going to be affordable. So, tnriveraft at gmail.com. That's where you can go. So anyway, it's my birthday weekend, guys. I am 46 years old today. Matter of fact, right about now, actually, I was born, uh, according to my mother, at uh, 11-something p.m. at night. So this is probably about the time that I was born. The world was um, welcomed with my presence about this time, 46 years ago. I have been kind of celebrating my 46th birthday since Sunday. Uh, the elusive Gordon Peters and I went out on Sunday for a kayak trip. We went to... Excuse me, I'm going to open this beer first. Let's do that. I don't even have a glass. Do I have a glass? Alright, I'm going to go over here and get a glass real quick. I'll be right back, guys. I'm putting my headphones over here. I'm getting a shaker glass. And we are going to... Open a beer. All right. Oh, man. This damn chair, man. This chair is rough. Wait, I gotta unwind. I gotta unwind these headphones. There we go. All right, bet. So, I picked this glass up. Where did I get this glass? I think I was in uh, Myrtle Beach. It's a Green Flash. Uh, 2016, yeah. It's called uh, Treasure, uh, Treasure Chest from uh, Green Flash. I think it was uh, for breast cancer or some kind of shit like that. But, anyway. Oh, I'm just causing all kinds of problems. So this is a, uh, a New Belgium Citradelic. I've drank this a bunch of times. I'm not even going to describe it or whatever. I just, this was what I had down in the, in the uh, refrigerator. So I'm drinking this right there. <clears throat> so what was I saying? I was saying that it was my birthday weekend. Today was my actual birthday. Well, tomorrow. I mean, yesterday, actually, because it's now September 5th. So, September 4th was my actual birthday a few minutes ago. I went out to... Um, w with Gordon on Sunday, and we did a kayak trip out there. We went to the North Fork of the Edisto River. Normally, we traverse the South Fork of the Edisto, but... This time we decided to go to the North Fork and we did a trip from Kilcare Landing to Zigzag Landing. Now, when, when we first looked that up, it looked like it was about a six mile trip and we started doing some more research on it and it turned out to be 
like a 9.3 mile trip or a 9.4 or something like that. Uh, you know, no big deal. We've done 8 miles. We've done 10 miles. We've done 20 miles, as a matter of fact. Or 19, I think it was last time was the uh, last year was the biggest trip that we did. But so you know, nine point something, we said, ah, no big deal. But we got started a little bit late in the day. I don't think we put on to the river until about 3:30 in the afternoon. So I mean, just when, when we're putting on the river, we put on, we pull up to this landing, and the damn. <laughs> the the ramp that goes down into the water you know normally you've got a ramp where you can kind of come up and pull up a, a you can pull up your car and maybe back a boat down into there whatever we're always kayaking so we just kind of walk or kayak down to the water off of the ramp well this ramp was non-existent i mean there was a ramp i'll try and put a picture into the uh into the video when i post a video on youtube so if you want to watch it watch it on youtube you can kind of see that picture <clears throat> The picture that I took was uh, Gordon and I, or I think I took a picture of Gordon sitting there by the by the ramp, but the ramp had gotten washed out underneath and the ramp itself had kind of collapsed and fallen into the water. So all this concrete is just kind of in the water. You've got this ramp just kind of jutting out into the, into the air freestyle. We had to go down an embankment on the right kind of drop our kayaks down we had to climb down into this little crevice crevasse crevasse maybe and anyway the ramp was non-existent so we had to to kind of uh jettison our our kayaks down into the water by other means i guess is what i could say so anyway that was a good start and as we were doing that it started pouring down rain we knew some, you know, some weather followed us up the interstate, and uh, we kind of went through some, some thunderstorms and stuff as we were going up, driving up into Orangeburg and the Bamberg County, and, and then into uh, Branchville is where we actually went to to put in on the river. So we fought some rain, and then there was rain right there as we were, as we were putting in, as there was no ramp to even fucking put into the water. So eventful already. You know, right from the start. Matter of fact, there was a uh, a couple on the other side from from the ramp across the river onto the bank on the other side. There was uh, a couple over there that they had a two man tent. They had a, a bonfire going. When we pulled in, they were actually outside, kind of tending to the fire and and doing some stuff. And as we pulled in and started getting our gear together and tried to get uh, our stuff ready to get into the water the sky just started falling out so they pulled into their tent kind of zipped things up and and as we were trying to put ourselves into the water we were looking across the the river there we could see them uh they had this little cutout in the tent you know little mess section uh window whatever and we could see them kind of staring out at us uh wondering what we were doing and they're probably like why are these guys putting their kayaks in on the river when it's pouring down rain? But, you know, what are you going to do? The rain's not going to last forever. And even if it is raining, you're on, you're on the kayak, you're on the river. It's not like you're going to, you know, you're getting, you're getting wet. You're on the river. Who gives a fucking shit? Maybe, you know, if it's, uh, 
hardcore down uh, downpouring and it's um, lightning and thundering and whatever and you get big bolts of lightning coming down into the water maybe you could be a little skeptical and, and not want to get on the water but it was just a light rain. It wasn't that big of a deal. So we get onto the water and we start going down. So this paddle is supposed to be a Citradelic, New Belgium. This paddle is supposed to be about a, a nine point something, 9.3 mile paddle. It's probably going to be um, four to five hours, I guess. So we get on the water. We're going down. It's, it's Gordon and I. As a matter of fact, did I mention it was Gordon? Gordon Peters, the elusive Gordon Peters. We start going down the river. We're doing the North Fork. And so this, again, the first time we've done the North Fork. We're going from the North Fork. We're going to take this. This is the bottom portion of the North Fork from uh, Kilcare Landing down to Zigzag Landing. <clears throat> We're going to take this North Fork down to where it meets the South Fork. So the North Fork is going to come down, the South Fork is going to come in from this side. That's going to come in, in what they in, into what they call the confluence. So the North and South meet at the confluence and then it turns into what they call the pure Edisto River, which is just the Edisto. You know, it's not the North Fork of the Edisto, it's not the South Fork of the Edisto, it's the pure Edisto coming down. So we're going to take the North into the South and join at the confluence. So we do that. We're uh, we're venturing down. Uh, we're kayaking. We always, of course, carry some uh, some liquid libations with us. And uh, we'd had an event at Homegrown Brew House a few days before called Fam Squared. So uh, we had five different uh, Familiari Brewing Company or Fam's Brewing Company beers on. We had Cup of Clouds. We had uh, Long Day Pale Ale. Uh, what else do we have? Oh my god. We had Skinny Vanilla Latte, which is a blonde stout. We had, oh man, I can't even remember what the damn beers were. So, Skinny Vanilla Latte, we had <laughs> Cup of Clouds, which is a New England IPA. We had Long Day Pale Ale. Um, Jesus Christ, we had five beers. I can't remember what they were. But anyway, we were doing a flight of five beers. Oh, we had a peach, um, a peach pail. That was the other one. And we had, oh, it was a stout. Yeah, it was a Russian Imperial stout. So a stout, a couple pails, one with peach, um, a couple clouds, New England IPA, and the skinny vanilla latte blonde stout. I had five beers. We had five uh, pieces of pizza, like a little square of pizza. And I'm not going to go into what the pizzas were. Well, why not? Okay, so we had pepperoni. We had uh, barbecue chicken. We had a Thai pizza. Um, a breakfast pizza, that's four. And what was the other one? Good Lord. And what does it matter? Who cares? So we had uh, we had five beers. We had five slices of pizza. We paired them together. Fans were in company. 
So, I don't even know what I was saying. What was I saying? So, we went out to the North Fork of the Edisto. I brought a whole bunch of pizza from the brewing event. That's what I was saying. I, um... I brought a six-pack of Daycation IPA from Highland Brewing Company out of North Carolina. I brought a four-pack of Sam Adams. They were 16-ounce cans of their New England-style IPA. So a four-pack of that. Gordon brought um, a Sticky Monkey from Firestone Brewing Company out of California. And I can't remember what the other beer was, and I'm not going to remember it. I, I guarantee you, I'm not going to. I'm not going to remember what that beer was. But he brought that another beer. So we had a 16 ounce uh, beer of something that he brought. We had a 16 ounce uh, Sticky Monkey. We had four 16 ounce cans from Sam Adams, and we had a 12 pack, uh, 12 ounce, 12 ounce cans from. Uh, Highland Brewing Company, the the vacation ale. So that's what we brought onto the river. We start going down. We we had a, a little bit of rain here and there, but the biggest thing is we ended up having to uh, portage out of our kayaks like three times. The second time that we had to to portage out of the kayak, so we come up onto this log. It's a it's a it's a pretty big log, you know. It's a tree that has fallen down across the river, and it's just uh, something that we just can't get across. We can't get around, so we're gonna have to go over it, and we're gonna have to get out of the boat, pick the boat up, pull it over, get back in the boat, and uh, and move on. So <clears throat> we get up to this uh, log, and it's it's a pretty good sized tree. You know, it's coming across the the uh, river there and it's got a, a branch coming off of it uh, with a couple other branches coming off of it down into the water. We get up to it. Gordon pulls up first. He gets out. He, you know, um, he dances on the log, balances whatever, pulls his boat up over gets back into his kayak, pulls all through the other side. I get up and I decide that I'm going to try and use this, uh, this branch that's kind of sprouting out of the log. I figure I'm going to try and use that branch or that, that, uh, you know, little arm there to try and help me across the log and, and give me some support and some balance. So I pull up, I kind of, you know, parallel my, my kayak into the log. I push myself off the log, I get myself out of the kayak, I put my hand up onto the the arm of the, the log there to try and give myself some balance. I'm looking down, getting ready to pull my kayak up over the log. I look over here on my left hand, this fucking spider, I mean, this damn thing, when it's when it's splayed out, if you if you pushed it down onto a piece of paper and it spread its legs out, you know, all across this thing, that damn spider would probably be a good four inches across. Easily four inches. It might even be five. 
It's got this huge white belly underneath it. I think it's pregnant. It's got some, some eggs going on underneath there. And it scared the living shit out of me. So I jumped back off of this uh, off of this tree limb. And I'm like, holy fuck, that is the biggest spider I've ever seen in my entire life up close and personal. Now, I've seen some, and I told Gordon this, I've seen some spiders in captivity, um, you know, at a zoo or something like that. Or matter of fact, my uh, ex-brother-in-law, uh, Chatty, had a, um, had a, um, a black widow, uh, not black widow. God damn it! A fucking um, <laughs> the fuck, um, a tarantula. He had a tarantula at one time, so you know it's a pretty big spider. But again, that's in captivity. I'm talking about this is the biggest spider I've ever seen in the wild, in that you know, in nature, whatever. So this spider man, I'm telling you, is four or five inches uh, diameter. So, scared the shit out of me. I jumped off. So, I have to turn my back on this thing to try and to try and balance my feet, you know, with my water shoes and whatever onto this log uh, to balance and try and get enough leverage and power to try and pull my kayak across this log, get it to the other side so I can get back in it and get going again. Well, the whole time I'm pulling this thing across, in my mind, I'm thinking behind me, I've got this goddamn spider that is going to attack me. So I'm trying to balance, <laughs> I'm trying to get my kayak across the water. But the whole time I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on behind me? I got the spider that's going on behind me. He's going to jump on me. He's going to leap on me. He's going to fucking latch onto me. He's going to try and eat me. He's going to sting me. He's going to bite me. He's going to do whatever he's fucking, whatever a spider does. So the whole time I'm just like, on edge trying to pull the you know i've got i'm trying to balance i'm trying to to coordinate i'm trying to get this kayak across without falling into the water but i also got this spider that's trying to attack me and it's getting ready to uh just engage me from behind so i keep looking behind me i keep looking behind me i keep looking forward i'm trying to balance i'm teetering but um finally i get across i get back into the kayak uh, Gordon is just laughing his ass off the entire time. I pull out. I start backpedaling. And I'm like, I, I had to go back and get a picture of this thing. And it, hopefully I've got a picture of it. I'll try and put it up on the... Um, I'll try and put it up on the video. But I pulled back around and I pulled back in to get a picture of this thing. And I took a picture from a long way away, guys. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> I was scared to get up any closer than I did because I thought this spider was going to be just like a jumping spider and it was going to jump on me and it was going to attack me. I was not having it. And then I had Gordon come back around. He's like, I can't even see it. I'm like, you're not on the right side, man. You've got to come around the way that I did and you've got to come in from it to come into it from the other angle and you're going to see this spider and you're going to be like, holy fuck, that's a big goddamn spider. Excuse me. So we both uh, kind of did that. We looked at it. And we're like, holy shit. So I got a picture. I got a picture. Hopefully I'm going to be able to put it up. But So yeah, that's a giant spider. And then probably, I don't know, a couple miles, a couple, couple miles later, we pull off onto an eddy. We're on the beach. We bought both got both the kayaks kind of pulled up and we're both uh, out of the kayaks. We're standing in the water. I look over and there's another 
spider. It's not it's not even close to the size of the spider that we saw, but it's just a little tiny spider. It's up on my um, I've got a uh, a light vest uh, that's mounted on the front of the kayak because you you know if you go out on the water you have to by law in South Carolina you have to have a light vest and you have to have a uh, a safety whistle. So I've got my my vest and my whistle. The whistle was on the vest. It's mounted to the front of the kayak. There is a spider, another spider that's kind of uh, just kind of hanging out on the front of my life vest. So I splashed some water up on there. Actually, I'd, I'd ran into a, a bush <laughs> a little bit before that, and I had a whole bunch of uh, leaves and uh, debris on my kayak and inside the kayak. So. Um, Gordon was like, man, you need to kind of wash your kayak off. So I pulled, we pulled up onto this beach and I'm kind of splashing water onto the kayak, kind of trying to wash off the, uh, the debris and the leaves and stuff like that. And this, uh, the spider is up on the, is sitting up on the, um, on the life vest. So I, I splash some water up on it. It goes off into the water. It, uh, a few minutes later, it comes back. It's back onto the onto the life vest, and Gordon's like, "Oh, you just gotta fucking, you just gotta put it in the water, man." So he takes the the life vest and he just he takes it off of the kayak and he just dunks it into the water, and uh, just kind of soaks it. The uh, spider, of course, is now into the water for sure, permanently. I look over at this uh, at this spider. And all of a sudden, five and six, uh, seven, maybe, I don't know, a bunch of minnows just start, just start attacking the spider. I mean, the spider's only been in the water for a matter of seconds. And all of a sudden, the other universe of the water, you know, we have the air universe up here that the spider came out of, and now it's down into the the water universe of the of the ocean of the river of whatever and these minnows just said fuck you spider you're not going to come in here and invade our invade our universe we're gonna we're gonna attack you and all these four and five and six minnows just started just started attacking the spider just bam 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 just beating it up just attacking it and I'm thinking to myself, man, this is like, it's like war. I mean, this spider has almost just invaded um, the Minnows territory, uh, the Minnows world, the Minnows country, the Minnows city, whatever. This spider has come down and infiltrated a place that it is not supposed to be. And these Minnows just said, not today. <laughs> Not today. And they attacked. And before you know it, I mean, within a matter of minutes, this spider was incapacitated. I mean, it was done. There was nothing that spider was going to do. It was out of its element. It was out of its territory. It was in a new world. Literally, in a new world. I mean, it went from land to sea. From land to water and ended up in a different universe and the minnow said I'm not having it 
you are not welcome here. And they just, oh, they attacked. They attacked. They attacked. Speaking of attacking, the entire time we were out there on the fucking river, I mean all day, I don't know what it was, but the horse flies were just attacking anything and everything that was out there. I mean, I must have gotten attacked by a horse fly at least 10 times, at the least 10 times. And when I say attacked, I don't mean they just kind of buzzed over, you know, kind of a dive bomb and they kind of pulled out. I mean, these guys would, would these guys would dive in, and they would circle your head, like, you know, buzzing the tower, you know, like in uh, fucking Top Gun. They would come through and they would buzz your head twenty times around easily, and they, you know, as they're buzzing, they're zooming into your ear, they're zooming into your eye, they're they're trying to bite you, they're trying to fuck with you. Ten times at least. And I'm sitting there with my oar, right? So I'm in this kayak. I'm all kind of splayed out. I'm kind of kind of in the kayak. I got my got my paddle going on. And these guys would just come buzzing around. And I would just start swinging these paddles, man. I'm like, come on, motherfucker. And I'm swinging the paddle. The first two times these uh, fireflies came in. Or not fireflies. Uh, yeah. Are they, no, horseflies. The horseflies came in. The first two times, I'm swinging these the, the oars my paddle, and bam, I caught one on this side, projected him, he spun out of control. Next time, bam, the left side, I hit him. So I was playing baseball with these guys, man. I mean, I was getting a workout, all right? You know, I'm, I'm rowing on the river. I'm, uh, I'm getting some batting practice in. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm getting some boxing in because, you know, one time I had I had no oar going on. I'm just trying to box these uh, fucking horse flies going on. So I'm getting a good workout, man. I'm getting rowing in. I got a boxing. I get, I'm getting some batting practice in. I'm getting some cardio. Um, man, it's insane. So two time, I was two for two hitting these horse flies. And then um, I missed the next one. But I kind of spl- I kind of splashed some water with the oar and, and made the guy fly away, and then I hit the next one. So I probably batted six horse flies. That's what I want to say. Six. It was fantastic. Man, what a good day on the river. Really, every time Gordon and I go out and we hit the Edisto River. We just had a fantastic time. And I wanted him to come in here and talk about this. And he's going to, but he's just, uh, <laughs> he's the elusive Gordon Peters. So eventually we're going to come in here and talk about this trip. And uh, hopefully he's got a different perspective on it than I do. But anyway, spiders, we had horse flies. Um, We really didn't see anything other than that, and you know, nothing, nothing spectacular, really. Um, 
just uh, standard stuff. We didn't see any alligators. Uh, we saw quite a few birds, of course. No turtles at all. I don't. I, you know, there was no sunlight, so usually the the turtles kind of come out when it's uh, pretty hot. A lot of sun going on. They come out kind of sun up on a, a log or whatever, but didn't see any of those guys. Um, so what I write down here? North Fork to the Confluence. Yep. We uh, giant spider. Yep. That type of horseflies. Yep. Uh, we portaged the boat. Uh, that was one time we portaged. Um, we did that three times, I believe. We had to to get out and get over some obstacles. Uh, we started off in Orangeburg County before we even got to the river. We stopped off at a at a convenience store. We got uh, we put some gas in the car. Gordon was getting a lighter. He was he got some. Um, some ice for his cooler. He got some boiled peanuts and something else. But while I was in there, I'm looking at the coolers. I'm getting me a bottle of water myself, and I look over to the to the right side. There's two two windows on the right side of this cooler that says "No beer sales on Sunday." And I'm like, where <laughs> where are we? Are we still in America? Are we in the United States? I can't get a beer on Sunday. Luckily, we already had enough beer. You know, like I said, I had uh, quite a bit of beer uh, socked up in these coolers, um, some 12 packs and um, some four packs and 12 ounce, uh, 16 ounce. But at this place in Orangeburg, you could not buy any beer on Sunday. And I'm thinking to myself, we just went back in time. I mean, we are now time travelers. We've got back to a time where <laughs> there are no beer sales on a Sunday afternoon. I didn't think there were still places like that. I thought that uh, Charleston, South Carolina, Somerville, South Carolina were like one of the last two places that where you couldn't buy a beer on Sunday. But apparently, Orangeburg County. We went back in time. Uh, what else here, guys? We saw a, a Catawba caterpillars. I mean, a shit ton of Catawba caterpillars up in the trees. You can see these big webs of uh, webs of caterpillars. And I was telling um, I was telling Gordon how I used to be scared of those, deathly afraid of those when I was growing up in uh, Pepper Hill. They're off of Ashley Fawcett Road. I could not, you know. At one time or another, I was walking through the backyard or, or, or through the woods or whatever, and one of those caterpillars fell down into my hair, maybe a couple of them at a time. And ever since that time, I was deathly afraid of those Catawba caterpillars. I, I didn't even know what they were called until Gordon told me on uh, Sunday. But the Catawba caterpillar, I don't like it. I don't. I saw... A giant tree of them uh, while we were um, rolling down the river and actually made a, a little video of it because it was kind of freaky I mean it was it was kind of a if you were to make a if you were to make a horror movie out of Catawba caterpillars this tree would have to be in it 
because the entire tree was engulfed by these caterpillar webs and it was scary I didn't like it I took a video of it and I kind of made a little bit of a of a narrative to go along with it and I might make a I might I might try and write a screenplay for a horror movie for Catawba Caterpillars I think it would be I think it'd be a good movie. I mean, they've done stuff about tarantulas and ants and Godzilla and scorpions. And, you know, they've had movies about pretty much every goddamn thing out there. I don't see why you couldn't do a Catawba Caterpillar movie. And it would be scary as fuck, <laughs> to be honest. And then, yeah, let's do that. Let's do a movie about that. I've got a video where it was kind of creepy and I kind of made a little conversation about it. The other thing, what else do we see out there? Gordon kept talking about some kind of woodpecker and I've got written down here on my notes, affiliated woodpecker, but I know that's not it. I know that's not what the fuck kind of woodpecker it was but he kept talking about this woodpecker every time he heard it he was like oh that's the that's the blah 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 woodpecker and i tried to write it down in my notes but i don't think i wrote down the right thing i wrote down affiliated i really don't think that's a word let's try and look it up let's look it up affiliated <clears throat> affiliated woodpecker Ooh, no, it's a, it's affiliated woodpecker. Pleated woodpecker? No, it's pleated woodpecker. 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 P-I-L-E-A-T-E-D. Pleated woodpecker. It's uh, relative to North America. I don't even, I don't even think that's it. I think it's, no. I think it's the affiliated woodpecker. Affiliated? Maybe. All right, well, let's get off of that. Some kind of woodpecker that he saw, and I can't remember the name of it, but we'll get back to it. The whole time we were out there, <clears throat> we've got these beers, and we're putting the beers in the koozies because, you know, it's hot out there. I normally don't use a koozie for beer, but it's hot. We're trying to keep these beers a little bit cool. The problem with these uh, kayaks is there's no cup holders. They got this little thing uh, that they've kind of manufactured into these kayaks right down in between your legs. But it's more like for a uh, cylindrical like water bottle to kind of just kind of slide in between your legs. So it's not really made for beer because if you slide that in kind of, uh, you know, sideways, your beer is going to spill off, you know, if you don't have a lid or uh, a top or a cap to it. So we're trying to think of ways that we could, uh, to install some cup holders on these, um, kayaks. So I decided, you know, why don't we, you know, up front, there's a little 
uh, landing area right here and, and it's got a it's got a little bit of a it's got a place for your cell phone you can slide your cell phone right there and it's got a little place on the side for a little couple knickknacks or whatever but I'm thinking to myself what if I put a couple uh, PVC pipes you know one inch PVC pipes that kind of come up they come up uh, you know um, 12 24 inches above they sit up about here they've got a couple cups on each side you can you can slide your beer in there they've got cup holders it could also second as a um, as a pole holder for your um, for a fishing pole so you could uh, you could put a beer in there it's got a little pole on the side you know a little one inch pole or whatever where you could put a fishing pole it could also second you know you could put uh, something in between these two cup holders and you could take your shirt off you could hang your shirt up on there you could dry it it could be like a clothesline at the same time you could use both of these together and you could fashion you know a sail of sorts up here and you could maybe get a little bit of wind power from a sail so now you've got like four different things that you could use this thing for it's a cup holder it's a pole holder for your uh for your fishing pole you could use it as a clothesline and dry clothes you could use it as a sail and then if you come up to some um some obstacles where you have to duck down kind of limbo under some some logs or whatever and you've got these big poles sticking up here they're on hinges so they could fold down now they're folded down you can slide underneath these things i don't know i thought it was a good idea you know gordon just said hey we don't have any place to put our beers and i'm like well we can make this thing it's a cup holder it's a pole holder it's a clothesline it's a sail and it has just a bunch of functions We could do that. We could do that. And then, <laughs> speaking about speaking about caterpillars, I started thinking about it. I'm thinking about this horror movie for for the Catawba caterpillars, and I'm I'm like, what if there was a cat a caterpillar man? Right? You got Ant Man. You got uh, you got. Um, well, you got Ant-Man. So why not Caterpillar Man? He, he could be in the next Ant-Man movie. He's uh, he's kind of good with arrows. The um, the Catawba Caterpillar tree actually has poisonous roots on it, from what I understand. That's what a good friend of mine told me. The roots are kind of poisonous. So he could take these poison roots and he could make some, uh, some arrowheads out of them. And, you know, Caterpillar Man is kind of like Arrow. You know, he's got some arrows, he's got uh, he's got a bow and arrow, he shoots these poisonous darts at you. Um, he's good at martial arts, of course, because he's got a bunch of legs, so he can just kick he can just kick you all day long, so he's he's pretty good at uh, like taekwondo. <laughs> uh, Caterpillar man. He's gonna be in the next uh, Ant Man movie. I don't know. I'm really I've had a few things to drink tonight, guys. It's my birthday today. Did I mention that? Today, well, it's September 5th. Um, my birthday is on September 4th, so, you know, we did this big uh, kayak trick on a trick. 
trip on uh, September 2nd, which is my mom's birthday, as a matter of fact. We did this big trip, trip on the 2nd, and then, uh, yeah, so let's go back to that. This show the trick. Trick? Why do I keep saying trick? It's a trip. We went out there. We figured it was going to be, um, like I said, it was, we initially calculated six miles and it was, uh, ended up being nine point something miles according to one blog that we saw. So we get out there about halfway through Gordon looks at, uh, at the time and the mileage and he's like, holy fuck, we've totally miscalculated this damn thing. And we've spent too much time kind of, uh, taking breaks and, and, and beaching out and, and relaxing and we need to get on the ball we need to start paddling because we're not going to make it before dark if we don't get going so we start paddling we start going man we're like okay we got to get up to three four miles per hour we got to make it some time because if we didn't we weren't going to to make the landing in time before it got dark so we've never been to or from either one of these landings so Yeah, so we had to we had to figure it out. So we start paddling hard in a few places. Of course, we still stop a few places, and we're kind of taking our time and leisure and whatever, and we're having a good time, stopping out, drinking some beers. And next thing you know, it is, uh, I don't even know what time it is, man. It's 7, 30, 8 o'clock, something like that the the light is going away quickly i didn't bring any any lighting or flashlights or anything like that gordon brought a flashlight so it starts getting seriously dark and we have no idea what the landing looks like we know approximately how many miles in we're supposed to be going before we see the landing so we're even close you know we're up in the eight mile range whatever Gordon starts uh, putting on his flashlight, starts uh, flashing the bank and, and across the river and whatever uh, as we're going down. I'm like, man, turn that turn that light off, man, because every time you turn it on, all you're doing is you're messing up our night vision. And, you know, it's, it's pitch dark out here. we got to be able to see. I don't know. I, I feel like the night vision that we had before the lights came on was better than what uh, was shown with with a flashlight. So every time that that flashlight came on or my watch came on or any type of light came on, I felt like it degraded our night vision and it made us worse for the wear. So I didn't want any lights coming on. I wanted us to kind of adjust and get used to the night and let our night vision kind of take take hold. So anyway, we did that. We stopped uh, turning lights on. We tried to, to get adjusted to the nighttime. We're going, and every now and then, you know, Gordon would say, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? And we're looking over to the right because we, we knew the landing was going to be on our right-hand side. And a couple things we saw we thought were maybe a landing, but w- when we looked at it, our vision was kind of skewed. And instead of a, you know, a wide a landing that you would pull, you know, a car down into or a truck or whatever with a boat. It just, it looked, it just didn't look 
it didn't look like a landing. It looked very um, narrow and minuscule. You know, I think the the blinders of of our vision looking for this landing. You know, I feel like we went by the landing that we were supposed to go to, and we, I, I feel like we saw it, but in our vision, it didn't look like a landing. It looked like it was more narrow. It looked like it was a a small little hiking trail or, or, or a dirt road instead of a, a wide landing. And we missed it. So next thing you know, we're at 9 miles, we're at 9.5, we're at 10, we're at 10.5. And uh, Gordon's kind of looking at his phone. He's got uh, the uh, Locate My Vehicle app or, or situation going on on his phone. So he keeps telling me, Man, I see my car. My the car's just right over here. I know we're close. I know we're close. We're we're almost to the landing, or we're a little bit past the landing, or whatever. Next thing you know, <clears throat> we're almost 11 miles out. So we know we definitely overshot the uh, overshot the landing because it should have been at nine something. Pitch dark. All of a sudden, ahead of us, we see or we hear. Some uh, some noise and some some uh, some stuff going on up ahead. We kind of pull around this corner and we see some lights coming at us. There's a, a a river house, and down at the end of the river house, toward the river, there is a um, a deck out there, and there's probably I want to say six to eight people out on the deck, just kind of having a good time. It's a Sunday night. Labor Day weekend, they're out there drinking some beers, the lights are on, there's some music going, whatever. So Gordon's like, man, I'm going to pull up and see if these guys know where we are. I'm going to ask them, you know, where this uh, zigzag landing is and see if they know where we are and if we're in the right uh, location or whatever. So we pull down, uh, Gordon's about, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 yards in front of me. He pulls up to the deck and he's like, hello, hello. The guys in the deck yell down, hey, what's going on? And Gordon's like, hey, do you know where Zigzag Landing is? And the guy said, oh, man, you missed uh, Zigzag, uh, you know, a good while back. So um, you're you're not going to hit Zigzag. If you want to go back to it, you're going to have to fight, uh, you know, the current going back. Um, So I'm like, fuck. Man, I knew we missed it. All of a sudden, one of the guys says, you know, if you want to pull up to our landing over here, uh, we can pull you out of the water. We can put you in the back of our truck and we can take you over to your vehicle. So that's what we do because we're not going to. It was probably two miles back that we missed the landing. So we're not going to go against the current two miles in a kayak and uh, go back and try and get off the river. So. We um, we pull up. We don't know who these guys are, but they're they're probably in their early twenties, mid twenties, whatever. We pull over to their boat landing. They got a little John boat sitting right there. Gordon pulls up. He gets out of his boat. There's a couple guys there um, at the bottom of the landing. They're helping him out. I pull up. Um, I almost fell into the water because I got my left foot up onto the to the landing. I had my right arm out onto their John boat, uh, trying to hold onto it, trying to pull myself out of the kayak and up onto the landing. 
all of a sudden the the John boot starts going out and uh, extends my right arm at the same time my leg goes out with it so now I'm almost doing a split in between my kayak and this uh, John boat and I finally pull my strength together and I pull everything in and I pulled myself out and pulled my right leg up onto the landing and secured myself and um, got out so and then I pulled the kayak up onto the landing I put on my water shoes we loaded both of the kayaks up into their um, little tiny truck that they had Gordon got into the back of the truck I got into the to the back seat of the truck and they proceeded to drive us over to the landing so we got to the landing we took the kayaks out of their truck put them onto the ground they took off we put them up into the back of uh, Gordon's SUV and we proceeded to drive to where we'd put in and we got the other car and we were safe we were out of there we got out of the water without dying so pretty good trip I mean we've done a lot of trips on the head of Stowe so far we've done you know all of them like I said on the South Fork and that was the first one on the North this might have been one of the most eventful trips that we've had so far you know the one that we had the uh, the 20 mile trip that we did on the uh, the upper South Fork took us about 10 hours that was that was probably I don't know it's a toss-up between that one and the one that we did on Sunday, whether one was more eventful or more exciting than the other. But the one we did on Sunday was pretty damn badass. So anyway, all right. So that moves us into uh, yesterday, which was Monday, Labor Day, September 3rd. I got up late because, you know, we didn't get back to the house from um, from the river trip until about, um, 1030 or so at night it was a late night I was supposed to go to my, my uh, parents house my mom's birthday was on the uh, September 2nd on Sunday as well and my plan was to, to finish the kayak trip and then I was going to go to my parents and hang out with my mom for birthday but we didn't we didn't get back to Gordon's house till 10 o'clock that night and I left here and did some other stuff. So I didn't get back to my house until probably midnight. But So anyway, I woke up the next day, September 3rd, which was Labor Day. And um, I woke up late because, oh man, it was a long day on Sunday. So I woke up late. I went to the coffee shop at uh, Bigby Coffee. I got me some coffee. I listened to a couple podcasts. And then I decided uh, I was going to go to my parents' house again. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go down to Holy City Brewing Company. That's one of the only places that are open on uh, Labor Day today. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get some free beer because I drink for free down there. So I went down to Holy City and it, I was walking in. It rained a little bit on the way down. Kind of sprinkled as I pulled into the parking lot. I pull in, I park, I'm walking into the brewery, and as I'm approaching the bar, I hear somebody say, hey, Brian Dales, and I look around the corner, or I look behind me, not around the corner, 
And at the table there is uh, Jess and Scott Oliver. So they're hanging out. They're having a couple beers, enjoying their Labor Day day. And I grabbed my beer and I went back and sat at the table and, and we sat there and chit-chatted and had a good time. Um, Gordon and uh, another friend of mine, Dennis, were out and about that day and they, they went to Park Circle. I told them where I was. They said, okay, we'll meet you over there. So all of a sudden, Gordon and Dennis come over. Next thing you know, we've got Gordon, Dennis, Jess, got uh, a couple of Jess and Scott's friends over there. Um, God damn it, I can't remember the names at the moment, but a couple of friends they know from uh, Chicago. They're sitting over there as well, and we sat there for a good while and just kind of chit-chatted and had some beers and had a good time at, at Holy City Brewing Company. I ended up getting a, uh, a cheesesteak, having some lunch, and then next thing you know, uh, Scott and Jess and friends decided they were taking off, so they took off, left me with Gordon and Dennis. We took off and went to, decided we'd move the party on to um, Frothy Beer Brewing Company, so we get in the cars, we go up the interstate, one exit, and we get off and, and go into West Ashland. We go to, to Frothy Beer Brewing Company. We end up going over there, having some pizza, having a couple good beers. Gordon and I go to, we leave, um, we leave Dennis, and uh, he, invite, he had, had invited a friend of his, Nick, over there. We leave those guys, Gordon and I, and we go to uh, Miss Rose's, and we go over there and watch some college football, the Monday night football game. We have a burger over there. And then what else? Then, uh, then left, we split up. I don't know where Gordon went, but I went to the Charleston Sports Pub on the way back to Somerville. That's up there in Oak Brook. I hit Charleston Sports Pub, had a, had a drink there, and watched uh, a little bit more sports on the TV. <clears throat> and then back to the house. And... That leads us up to today. So, today, well, it's not today at the moment. Uh, it's September 5th, but the day I'm talking about was September 4th, which I guess was yesterday, if you're listening to this today. That leads us to my birthday, basically. September 4th. It's my birthday. I'm 46 years old. Kind of a long night, you know, the night before, so I, I slept in a little bit today. I had the day off. I get up, I go to, you know, I, I do my normal. I usually go to a coffee shop, whether it's uh, Big B, whether it's Coastal Coffee, whether it's uh, Starbucks, I don't know, whatever. I usually go to some sort of coffee shop when I get up. So I go to the, I go to Big B Coffee, I get my coffee today <clears throat> and then I said you know what I haven't had a massage in a long goddamn time and I've been working a lot I've been standing on my feet a lot I, I got, you know my low back is kind of tender my calves are kind of tender my, my hamstrings whatever I've, I've been to a to a massage in probably I don't know a good six months easily so I decided I want to go get a massage and kind of get some things worked out 
So I go over to, I venture over to a place that I normally go. And it used to be called, I don't know what it was. It was my, my Ren, like M M E I space R E N, my, my Ren Oriental Massage, something like that. So I start driving over there. I pull around into the parking lot and there's a new sign there, like a sign that's kind of stuck in the ground as you turn into the parking lot that uh, <clears throat> says, fuck, what did it say? It said L L U E L something. It's the name of the massage place had changed, but it's still an oriental massage place. But it was like Lou LouMassage.com. I don't know. There's a new sign by the road right there. So I'm like, wow, okay, well, number one, good thing it's still a massage place. Number two, good thing it's still an oriental massage place because I like those a lot. So, you know, I don't go there because it's an Asian massage place and, you know, wink, wink. That's what happens in an Asian massage place. I go there because whenever I try to go to, to like Massage Heights or Massage Parlor or any of these massage places around town, you call over there and you're like, hey, I want to get a, a 60 minute massage or a 90 minute massage. And they're always, you know, I can't get you in for two weeks. I don't have any availability. Can you call back? Um, you can't ever get in there. So the reason I like the Asian massage places is because there's no appointment necessary. You can walk in there and get a 30-minute massage, 60-minute massage, 90-minute massage, anytime you want to, and there's no waiting. And they're really good massages. You know, you go to massage house, massage parlor, whatever, they, they got you all fucking draped and you're all covered and you're f fucking burning up because you got all these goddamn sheets on you. It's just, and they, they don't put any pressure on you. They, they've got this whole um, single routine that they do that's just stupid. It's just all structured and, and mapped out, and there's no creativity to it whatsoever. So when I go to an Asian massage place, the first and foremost is I can just walk in, and they're going to take me up. I don't care if I just wake up and 30 minutes later I say, you know what? I want a massage. I can go over here and just walk in and get a massage and no questions asked. I don't have to wait. I don't have to make an appointment. I don't have to do anything. I walk in. As soon as I walk in the door, <laughs> they say, hey, how are you? What can I do for you? And I say, 90 minute massage. They're walking me into a fucking room 10 seconds later. So... That's fantastic. So anyway, I get there. It's under new management, I guess, new ownership. It's a new name. It's the same location. Um, I walk in and they're like, they're in the back room when I walk in. They're like, hey, hello, hello. You know, they want you to know that they know that you're there. And um, <clears throat> so they're yelling at me, hello, hello. I know, hey, hi. We know you're here. Uh the girl finally finally gets to the front counter 
everything kind of looks the same, really. I, I think it's the same owners. They just changed names, I guess. Probably trying to skirt the law <laughs> in some respect or something. But So she comes out, and she says, how long? And I said, uh, 90 minutes. And she says, okay. She walks me back, and the, the girl barely speaks English. I mean, that, super... Cantonese or Chinese or whatever, but <clears throat> she walks me back to the back room, pulls me in, says, okay, here you go, here's the room. So I know the routine. I strip down, fully naked, I put all my stuff into this chair, took my watch off, you know, whatever. My phone, pants, socks, shirt, put it all into this uh, chair, I lay down onto the bed, there's always just a, a plain, uh, you know, kind of like bath towel there. You lay down on the bed, you pull this bath towel around the back of you, and you, you kind of cover your ass and, and just lay face down onto this table. So that's what I did. I'm face down. I got the towel on. The girl comes into the uh, into the room, and... Just like every other time I've been in there, she starts, you know, kind of rubbing my back and kind of just pushing things out and doing things, whatever. The uh, the towel's kind of laying across my my buttocks. Normally what happens, anytime I've been in there previously, because I've been in there quite a few times, at least a handful of times, a dozen times, normally they take that towel that's, uh, you know, lengthways across my butt. They'll pick it up and kind of lay it lengthways, you know, from my neck all the way down to uh you know the end of my the bottom of my butt my whatever my legs to the top of my legs and they'll start kind of doing some massaging through that towel um up and down the the length of my back well this girl starts just straight in massaging on my back she put a little bit of oil on her hands and she's just just kind of rubbing herself across my back and my shoulders and she gets down to the uh, the you know the upper part of my of my butt and starts rubbing on it, and then she starts pulling the towel and she starts saying something like um, I don't even know what she was saying, I couldn't really understand it, but she starts saying something about uh, yes to the towel or no to the towel or do you want the towel or can we move the towel something about the towel, and I'm like I don't care whatever. So she ends up taking the towel and, and just takes it off of me and puts it down in between my legs. So now I'm basically laying there naked, which I've done that one time before. There was one time before that I was in there and I had the towel draped across me when, when, the, when the girl came in. And she just took the towel and just picked it up and just threw it on the ground. I said, fuck this towel. I don't, we don't need this towel at all. You, you're just going to be naked. Um, and that was fine. That was just a, a regular massage. Well, today, she decides she doesn't want this towel. And before that, she had told me in her broken, broken English that I had a beautiful body. So uh, I thanked her for that. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. Um, and then she takes the towel away. She puts it down in between my legs. And she just starts doing her normal massage. Nothing... Nothing wrong. I mean, it's nothing different than any other massage. I just don't have, I'm just totally naked. I just have nothing on. 
So she starts doing her thing. I signed up for a 90 minute massage. You know, that's when I first came in, I said, I want 90 minutes. So probably about, um, I don't know. Let's say, let's say 35 minutes, 35 minutes in. I'm still on my stomach. She's still massaging my back, my shoulders, a little bit of my buttocks, my hamstrings, my calf muscles, whatever. All of a sudden, about 35 minutes in or so, she takes, uh, you know, her fingertips, uh, you know, two middle fingers, maybe, maybe an index, middle, middle ring. I don't know. She goes down in between you know, I'm laying on my stomach. She goes down in between my legs, up under my pelvis there, and all of a sudden, kind of lightly, lightly drags her fingertips over the bottom part of my of my balls in my taint, and just kind of rubs up, you know, rubs up and down that area. She does that once, maybe two, maybe three times, and then she says something like, um, is that okay, or do you like that, or is that good, or some kind of variation of that. She kind of gets, you know, gets a confirmation of whether or not I like that. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm not, you know, I'm not offended by that. I'm not going to turn you in. I'm not going to fucking trump you. I'm not going to fucking... Um, you know, me to you or whatever. No, that feels fine. You can do that more if you'd like to. But she was just trying to get confirmation that I was okay with uh, what she just done and, and, and wanted to know if it felt good. And I said, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, it felt good. So anyway, she continues the massage. Tiny girl. I mean, she's probably five foot four, maybe five foot three, even a little tiny Asian girl. Um, she's probably about my, she's probably about my age, uh, mid forties or so, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how old she is, but um, anyway, so she does that. Um, Continues the massage and then probably about 50 minutes in so that was 35 so probably we're probably 50 50 minutes in now to a 90 minute massage and Does the same thing again lightly kind of grazes uh, grazes the balls and the taint area um, does that multiple times takes uh, real light, you know fingertips and Kind of just runs those fingertips ever so lightly over my calves, my legs, my hamstrings, uh, the quads, again, on the inner thighs, kind of up, uh, up the uh, special area there, all over my back, my shoulders. I mean, just real light uh, fingertip touches, just kind of really just lightly grazing me. And, uh, you know, obviously trying to turn me on um, does that for a few minutes and then she reaches underneath the bed, grabs a pillow out of there and says, okay, now turn over onto your, uh, onto your top. So I press up 
I start to turn over and she puts the pillow down so I can lay my head down as I turn over onto my back. I turn over. I turn over and um, I'm laying on my back. I throw my hands down kind of by, by my sides. The, uh, you know, there's no towel. The towel is non-existent, so I'm laying there just kind of exposed. Um, man, what happened next? So I'm laying there completely vulnerable. She's on my right side. She starts uh, kind of rubbing her hands down my chest, down to my stomach, uh, down my legs. And then next thing I know, she's got her hand on my balls. You know, one of her, her probably her right hand. And she's kind of massaging a little bit. She's kind of rubbing, um, kind of lightly touching. And then I'm trying to recall, man. It's 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 all kind of blurry. She has that hand down there, her right hand. Then she takes her left hand, and she kind of starts just kind of lightly touching um, on the penis a little bit. And then she takes her right hand that's on the balls and she starts kind of lightly tapping a little bit. And then she starts tapping with her other hand uh, on the top of my penis. And of course, you know, things start happening. So she's doing that. And then all of a sudden she goes over to the table. She squirts a little bit of oil into both hands. She comes back over. She, now she's rubbing some oil on both areas. <clears throat> And yeah, things start getting a little interesting. So um, I don't know what's going on downstairs and I hate to interrupt this story, but whatever is going on, it's a lot of fucking noise. Leia's laying right here on her bed, but uh, I think my roommate is washing some dishes down there or something because it's, uh, it's getting pretty noisy. But so anyway, She's got oil, you know, massage oil on both hands. She's got uh, her right hand still kind of uh, massaging my my uh, my ball area. She's got her other hand kind of rubbing uh, a thumb and a forefinger up and down uh, my now lengthening shaft. And next thing I know. She stops doing all that and she climbs up onto the table. And the whole time my eyes are closed, I, I don't even want to look at what's going on. I just want to, I'm just closing my eyes and just kind of letting things go as they go. I mean, it's, you know, it's my birthday. <laughs> so, next thing I know, she climbs onto the table. She sits down in between my spread legs my you know my legs are kind of spread a little bit onto the table she sits down in between my spread legs facing me she puts her legs up over the top of my thighs so she's sitting there now i've got i reach around and i grab both of her uh her calves and her ankles so i'm i'm sitting there with my hands uh, holding her legs, she puts her hands down into my lap. 
and starts massaging me again. So, um, man, this is a hard story to tell. I had it all worked out in my head <laughs> of what I was going to say. But um, anyway, she's got both of her hands in my lap. She's she's stroking me um, with both hands kind of up and down and, and occasionally kind of coming down into the ball area and, uh, you know, doing a little bit of work down there. But then she eventually kind of puts both hands onto my member and puts just the exact amount of pressure on there and slightly ever so slightly it's just kind of moving those hands up and down but ultimately makes me want to um pump my hips up into her hands. So she's got the perfect amount of pressure on there. Kind of like she's almost making a, um, a, a fake vagina onto, onto my penis and makes me want to just kind of pump my hips up into it. So I'm doing that and within, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long it was. I want to say it was a minute, <laughs> it wasn't long at all, but yeah, so that's what happened. That's my birthday. I had a birthday massage with a happy ending and speaking of happy endings, I think I'm going to let that be the ending of this podcast and I'm going to end it on a happy ending. So, (laughs) we'll talk to you soon, guys.